0: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Miss Peggy Zabacoulos. Yeah. (laughs) I said it right, right? You
1: said it right. Impressive.
0: How are you?
1: Good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: What is going... Now, where are you? Are you in the city? Are you in the Hamptons?
1: I'm in the city right now. Um, I just left. Well, I had a few appointments in the Hamptons yesterday and then I had to run to the city for a VIP client. So
0: I'm all over the place. So like you are, so you split your time truly between doing real estate in the city and and the Hamptons.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I sometimes think I'm crazy because the amount of time I drive is insane. There are days where I literally go from the Hamptons to New York city and my boyfriend lives in Pennsylvania, so I have to see him too. So there are times when I go from Pennsylvania to the city to all the way to Montauk all in one day.
0: I mean, I love the Hamptons, so I don't think you're that crazy. I mean, the only, to me, New York is the best place in the world and the Hamptons is second. Like, I mean, I know that sounds so provincial, <laughs> but like, so I get it. Like, I I, I get it.
1: I can't disagree with you. I mean, New York City is definitely one of the best cities in the world, and I've done a good amount of traveling. Um, and the Hamptons is just an escapism, right? So you live in this hustle and bustle city, then you can just go and and enjoy beautiful beaches and just kind of the country in quotation marks. I would say because it's not really the country, country for all you folks out there that are going to scream at me about it, but it's, it's the New York City version. <laughs> no,
0: I get it. Like, I've been to 55 countries. I've traveled all over the world, and it's like, New York is really- There's
1: nothing bad. like it. Kind of.
0: <laughs> you know, now, have you, have you been here throughout all of quarantine? Like, you've been back and forth between the Hamptons and New York, or did you go somewhere else?
1: Um... In the beginning of quarantine, like in March, I was with my boyfriend because I figured we might as well quarantine together because like everything we were doing was sight unseen anyway because we didn't have access to homes. Um, so I was in Pennsylvania for the beginning of quarantine, but working super hard and a lot. I probably, fortunately enough for real estate brokers who do real estate in the burbs, also in the Hamptons, we were extremely busy because we could do sight unseen. Um, and then once, once we were allowed to actually physically show homes, I started transitioning between the city and the Hamptons.
0: Like you never slowed down with COVID. I mean, cause you know, you hear all these horror stories now.
1: Well, so the city slowed down a lot. New York city slowed down tremendously. Like but the Hamptons didn't, right? The Hamptons boomed. I mean, apartments, homes. It's funny. Whenever I'm in the city, I call. I call apartments homes. And whenever I'm in the Hamptons, I call homes apartments. You I do, think my Really? Just ever, yeah, it's so weird. Um, but the Hamptons didn't slow down. Homes were renting at like 25, 30, 40% more than it would from previous years. And they were just going. like Homes that were would never rent, rented for premium prices. I just closed on a deal that last, last year, the house was for sale for 5.9. And we listed it for we sold it for 7.4 this past like summer. So it's, it's the Hamptons is booming. The Hamptons is crazy. Um, there's not as much inventory out there available anymore. Everyone just kind of fled and it escalated or accelerated the purchase or the buying process for the Hamptons.
0: People are just what, like panicked. Like, I don't want to be in the city if we get locked down. I want space.
1: Like Yeah. And, again. Yeah, and I also think that people who, we're thinking about buying a second home or thinking about purchasing a home in general. Um, Maybe in the next like two years, this whole process just accelerated it. Um, And they, you know, the urgency of it, I think a lot of New Yorkers or a lot of humans, we, we fall into the urgency and oh my gosh, I need it right now. I can't wait. What if it happens again? So we just kind of jump and move forward full force. So it's great for, for us real estate agents in the Hamptons.
0: <laughs> kind of. And then what about New York? Like, cause everyone, I don't know. I don't see such deals in New York. Like a little bit prices I see are coming down, but I'm not in real estate. So you tell me <laughs> that I'm wrong.
1: So the rental market in New York City is definitely taking a hit right now. Um, the sales, listen, I think New York City will always be New York City and will always have a, a certain lore to it. Um, prices for sales were maybe inflated for the last few years or people were paying a premium because of inventory and just the hype of it again. I think naturally, just like any cycle goes, there's highs and lows and it's going to plateau a little bit. I think that the prices now are becoming more on par with what they should be. There aren't, Some people are getting really great deals because of certain situations, but I don't think it's, I don't think most of the city's on a fire sale. I think deals are definitely happening more so now than they were a few months ago. The city's live and up and running again. You know, I think people thought, Oh my gosh, New York city's dead. We're going to get a great deal. That's like 30, 40% off. That that doesn't happen because New York city is still New York city. It's one of the best cities in the world. And you have two New Yorkers are like, live, breed, and die in New York. And, and I think it's it's always going to be a cycle of people coming in and out, maybe right now, or maybe in the last few months. um, The cycle of people coming, leaving wasn't as was more than people coming in, but there was still an inflow of people coming in.
0: Yeah, I don't see any fire sales going on. So
1: yeah, there's, I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's live. It's, it's happening.
0: I mean, is there still like foreign money? Is that still happening? Like investors are like, okay, it's a good, I mean, it's a better time to buy now than it was or is that not really
1: happening? Foreign money is always tricky. Foreign money is always tricky during election years. Um, I'm not going to go into politics because that's one thing I never talk about.
0: You and me um, both. You <laughs> and me both. The Behind the Velvet Rope reality TV podcast will never no, be into politics. You. Ever.
1: Uh, but foreign money, there's definitely not, it's not as much as it used to be. And I think, um, time will tell.
0: That makes sense. Did you yeah. always like, so what did you do? You're from this area originally. Did you grow up in New York?
1: I was born in Astoria, Queens, um, which is like just outside of New York City. And then I moved, my parents, and my family moved to Long Island. So I was always a New York girl, um, definitely grew up on Long Island my, my entire childhood. I went to college. I went to law school in Long Island. Um, but then I Where'd you go to, to law city. school in Long Island? I went to undergrad at Hofstra, and then I went to Toro for my law school. It was, it was close to I went to
0: law time. school at Hofstra. You did? I don't practice law anymore, as you can see, but yes, I did.
1: I mean, I don't either. I know.
0: I, <laughs> nobody really does.
1: <laughs> we're smart. We're, we're, we're the smart ones.
0: Seriously. I mean, I never loved law school. That should have been like a sign that I but then I did practice corporate tax law for like a minute you did I, I did
1: I wanted to quit after the first semester but I didn't want to be a law school dropout and then I didn't want to finish three years of hell which is what I call it Um and then not pass the bar. It's like running a marathon, but not fin, not crossing the finish line because you're like, "Eh, whatever. So
0: totally. I mean, I kind of was the same way. Like after the first semester, I'm like, I don't see what the point of this is. But then you're like, I'm not gonna drop out. That's just not me.
1: Um, It's a great education. I'll give that. Like I just, I, I don't, I didn't like. Maybe I wasn't a fan of the people in my school. I don't know, but I, I maybe maybe I had a different experience than most than most. It's a great education. It definitely, as a female, it definitely kind of gives me a little bit more credibility. And I do use it on a daily basis. Um, I just, real estate was always my passion.
0: I mean, well, A, I wasn't a fan of the people in my school either. (laughs) I think, you know what I think? I think if you go to like Yale, where like there's no grades, it's like pass, it's like high pass, pass, fail, or you go to like a really top school, I would think you would not hate the people that much because like there's no pressure really I don't think it matters when you're in Yale if you get a pass versus a high pass you're I in Yale like law like it school would. Man. really I well no
1: I feel like it was so competitive
0: ugh, where I, I was and I was
1: at not a great school sorry guys <laughs> um but
0: yeah I, I know Hofstra was the same way it was competitive and I was like I hate everyone and he's like what am I doing here yeah. But it does, it teaches you to think a certain way. And like for that, like you'll never, like you just, you either know how to think a certain way or you don't like, it's like, right. so that's good. But you always loved real estate.
1: Yeah. Um, I've always had a passion for it when I was younger. I read a book on, on a real estate, um, like entrepreneur. And I fell in love with it. I love that there wasn't a cap to it. um, and then, you know, initially, I love the glamour of it, right? Where it's like, oh, you can make your own hours. You know, you can work from home. But I think as a, a teenager, I didn't also realize that making your own hours means that you're really working 24-7. Um, <laughs> and
0: Kinda. working from home
1: sometimes doesn't work because I'd rather be in an office where you're from 9 to 5 and you can shut off. But love the fact that I can have no cap and I can make as much as I put in, and You know, I think when I was 19, my best friend at the time, her mother was practicing real estate. So we got our real estate license together. She got it before me and then I got it because she was a little older than I am. Um, And then it just kind of flourished. I didn't practice or use it for six years, I think, or something along those lines. A few years. Did you go
0: right into real estate after law school?
1: Yeah. So my last year of law school, uh, my good friend used to work with, used to be partners with Ryan Serhant. Um, and he knew I had a real estate license. He knew I, it was my passion. And he asked if I wanted to join the new team, um, which at that point was just four of us. So I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I was like, fuck yeah. Can I curse on this?
0: Yeah. You can say whatever you want. <laughs>
1: um, I was like, fuck yeah. And like being an attorney is a great plan B. Um, but I looked at being a real estate or being a real estate agent slash broker as a career path. It wasn't just kind of, a transition for me. Um, So my last year of law school, I worked with Ryan on his team, kind of buckled down right after I took the bar, and then it kind of just went from there.
0: So this was before Million Dollar Listing, right?
1: My first day of work at Nash Seekers was the premiere party for Million Dollar Listing in New York for the first season.
0: So they like filmed the first season without you. Yeah. And then... then so you didn't know, like you didn't, you, you never saw a million dollar listing, but yeah. you, did you know about the LA version?
1: I think New York was first.
0: I think the LA one was first.
1: Well, and I didn't I'm know I'm pretty sure.
0: It. That's okay. You don't have, so you just, you went there <laughs> for the right reasons. You didn't choose Ryan because of TV or anything like no, that? No,
1: absolutely not. I mean, honestly, he was, he was partners with a good, he was partners with a friend of mine and it was. I, I got lucky in the sense where that door was open for me, but I took advantage of it and I really used it to my, to my abilities the best that I possibly could.
0: And then after you were working there, like, you know, there was the premiere party, like then you, it's your first year, but the show is on, like then were you watching the show, like as you were working there, like that first
1: season? Um, so that was such a long time ago. I definitely watched the show cause you have to, right? Well and you're we probably like filming. why
0: are these important questions? I'm like these are important questions.
1: <laughs> they are. No. I um I definitely watched the show, but I I think we started filming season 2 when I started working because obviously it the timing of everything. I I think I was I think my breakout moment was in season 2. Um and then I would watch it because we would have like weekly parties with our clients or viewing parties just to kind of make it like very kind of keep the clients happy and just keeping us, like, FaceTime. But then I think after, like, season five, I just, I would watch it whenever I had time just because you're so in it that you're just like, okay, I'm in it every single day. I don't, I can't really watch it right now. I'd rather just, like, decompress a little bit and watch, like, Housewives or something.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. Like, were you on it a lot? I'm trying to think. Like, I can't really, like, what was your breakout moment?
1: so I, Ryan and I, my breakout breakout moment was him, him, we did a deal in a townhouse, um, and he brought a buyer, Barbara, who was this amazing lady, um, super funny, the showing was interesting, um, and then I had, I did a few sh- scenes with, like, Louis Ortiz, or I showed him on the property of mine, and I was in the background a lot, but I, I did a few showings here and there, but I, no, I wasn't, I wasn't like a, a character that, I mean, I, I would, I got recognized even like once or twice, but
0: really Were are yeah. like the cameras yeah. always in the office. Like when you just went to work. Cause I mean,
1: yeah, well, not always, they, they always have, um, they always have a set schedule so they would know when they, we would know when they'd be in the office, but we still have to work like real life is we, we work Yeah, Um, but it'd just be a little annoying because you can't really talk on your phone that much or you can't because you can't be loud if they're filming a scene somewhere else and that's the same for Million Dollar Beach House it's just production I guess
0: what was like what is Ryan like I mean I've met Ryan like in real life but I didn't work with him so you would know better than me like what's I mean is Ryan really like Ryan as far as a worker
1: he's a really hard worker Ryan's a really hard worker yeah I mean I remember when we first started together we'd be up at like four in the morning three in the morning texting back and forth trying to get deals done um which was good for me too because we essentially we were bouncing off of each other a lot and it was my first year in real estate he wasn't I think he was doing real estate relatively new at that time too so we were kind of building this like momentum and building this like well-oiled machine that that we created all of us as a team like the four five six of us or however many they were in the beginning
0: like what's like one thing that you learned from him that you could take away or like the best advice he ever gave you in real estate
1: <sighs> That's a good question
0: isn't that um a good i wouldn't
1: it is i wouldn't say advice i would say more of like work mentality You know, he is such a hard worker, and I see his success, and he took advantage of the platform that he was presented with, and I wanted to be on the same, like, level work ethic-wise, so we would always, like, work together at all hours of the night. So I think it's just work ethic.
0: Are you shocked at like his success? Because I mean, he's blown up. I mean, I think in a way from million dollar listing, he's one that comes to mind to me that's like changed the most. Like Frederick had a really strong business before.
1: I'm not shocked because Ryan is a really, Ryan is a really, really hard worker and he's a smart um, businessman. And I think he is smart in the sense that he put a good team around him where to help support him where he maybe lacks um and or like a great business mentor and so no i'm not surprised that he's where he is right now
0: and then did you leave nest seekers in like so you left nest seekers right and you are no you're still there
1: no i am i'm 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 confused i've (laughs) always been a nest seekers broker um i started at nest seekers on ryan's team i was with him for five years and then after five years, I kind of wanted, like Ryan says, expansions in all ways, right? Um, yeah. I wanted to expand and like leave his nest and build my own nest. So I left his team, stayed at Nest Seekers, the company, and then created my own team.
0: That makes sense. And then that's yeah. when you started eventually working in the Hamptons as well.
1: I started working in the Hamptons, honestly. I would refer a lot of business to the Hamptons, but full force on was last year.
0: So it the makes, first
1: summer I really filmed was pretty much the first summer I was in the Hamptons, which was wow. really freaking
0: crazy. It makes sense. I mean, it makes you think like, I, well, I guess a lot of brokers are just busy in the city, but I don't know why more brokers don't do both. I mean, cause it's the same clientele.
1: It's a hundred percent the same clientele. Most companies don't allow a broker to do both um uh, companies required require you to refer them to the hamptons broker and then also hamptons brokers don't want city brokers eating at their table like taking away some of their their bread and it you know it it was a little difficult for me at first to break in um because they would see that i was a new york city broker and they just kind of like shun me is that the right word um yeah and, and and then I just just being the person that I am I don't like hearing no I don't think that no is not a word in my vocabulary and you can't do it is not a word in my vocabulary or a sentence so I was like well I'm gonna do it I have a real buyer a real client who wants to look at your property if you don't want me if you don't want to show me that's your problem but you're just servicing your client and
0: Before we continue this conversation, I just want to say that 2020 has certainly been a year. And at the beginning of quarantine, there was a lot getting in the way of my happiness and achieving my goals. And I turned to BetterHelp, which is online professional counseling. And it really helped me not only achieve happiness during this time, but really achieve my goals. Behind the Velvet Rope went from two times a week to four times a week. And I wrote a book, the Behind the Velvet Rope book. So for anyone that feels that things are getting in the way of their happiness and achieving their goals, I strongly recommend BetterHelp. You don't even have to leave your house. It is online professional counseling. And what I love about it is you can start communicating with them within 24 hours of signing up. Anyone that knows me knows that if you don't get back to me, that is a huge pet peeve of mine. These counselors, get back to you in a very timely manner and you're really matched with a counselor that fits your needs. If you get a counselor that you don't like, you can just request another counselor. Everything of course is confidential. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, sleep. We're all having trouble sleeping during this trauma, anger, family conflicts, self-esteem, grief, LGBTQIA issues. And I have to say, it is actually more affordable than traditional online counseling, and financial aid is available for anyone that cannot afford it. So they're growing so rapidly, and so many people are turning to BetterHelp for help that they're looking for additional counselors in all 50 states. Go to BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, slash Velvet Rope. BetterHELP.com slash velvet rope, and you get 10% off your first month. Join over 1 million people today taking charge of their mental health. You're not alone. If you need help, this is a great solution. BetterHELP.com slash velvet rope, and get 10% off your first month. That's not how I operate. That's how it happened. Like you would just call and they'd be like, No, and you'd be like no I have an actual buyer like I don't understand why you won't show me this property
1: (laughs) Um, yeah they would be a little difficult um they would definitely be difficult or when I would go let's say preview for some clients because obviously they're out of state or in the summertime and they're out of the country um pre-covid they would just be really rude and cold um but I think eventually they just kind of opened up and also I think younger agents in the Hamptons are breaking through as well, where most of the agents in the Hamptons are a little bit older. So I think people don't really necessarily like change. I'm not a fan of change. It takes me a while to get used to it, but breaking down barriers.
0: Seriously. Do you, before we get to Million Dollar Beach House, do you come up against like Ryan, like Frederick, Louis, I mean, not Louise now, but like do you come up against (laughs) them in deals in the city?
1: Um yeah we uh, uh I sometimes yeah so like some of his some of their teammates we like I do deals with um I don't think I've done I've shown some of Ryan's listings recently um but we haven't kind of gotten a deal done but I I did a few deals with some people on Frederick's team um I don't think I did anything with Steve Gold's team um but it's just a matter of there's so many listings and so many people but
0: and I mean, now Ryan has started his own brokerage. He has. So that's kind of major.
1: That is huge. Huge.
0: Why do you say it like that? Is there no, something? No, it's
1: huge.
0: <laughs> 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 Like, is there something? Was there was there tension with like Nest Seekers with him leaving or?
1: I mean, technically, he's still at Nest Seekers, um, and I think he'll be there for a little bit. I think it's right now, it's an, a little umbrella of Nest Seekers called Sirhan. I'm sure there was tension. I mean, being an outsider, I can only imagine what kind of tension there was.
0: I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate,
1: Um, believe it or not, I, I know the show makes me look very dramatic. I really just go to work to focus on my work and my business and just kind of have a, like a beeline view on that. Um, but I don't really know the ins and outs of it, nor do I really care. It's not really my, my problem.
0: You don't like to get involved in a drama.
1: I actually don't believe it or not. I mean, I know the show made it seem like I am this drama person. In 10 years of doing real estate, I don't think I've ever really had, I've had more drama in last summer than probably 10 years of my real estate career at Nest Seekers.
0: Now, well, how did you get (laughs) on on that note? How'd you get involved with this show? So you, so that's how you started in the Hamptons. You were already at Nest Seekers in New York. So obviously in the Hamptons, it's the same company. That's how you got the job there.
1: Yeah, well, Eddie, the CEO of the company, we're pretty friendly because I've been there for so long and I've been a pretty big broker in the, in the city. Um, he noticed that I've been referring a lot of deals in the Hamptons. I also grew up on Long Island, so I'm familiar with the Hamptons. Um, and he asked if I would be interested in doing a show out there. And the way I looked at it was two things A, do I want my entire life to just change in the blink of an eye? Because that's exactly what happened on August 26th. and b can i use this if i could do like half of what ryan did and how he used his platform i'd consider myself a winner so i kind of outweighed i kind of considered it and i was like fuck yeah let me do it i'd be an idiot if i just gave up this opportunity um but we have to go through a process like an interview process which we skype and i got rejected the first time you did yeah.
0: Who'd you, so you Skype with like the executives at the production company or at Netflix?
1: Um, at the production company.
0: And they just what, like at some round four, round one, just said, thank you, but no, thank you.
1: Yeah. You know what, you know what I think it was? I think I was, I think I was trying to be what they wanted me to be. Um, and I think that came, came off obviously on camera and, after like one or two interviews I also like who's going through a breakup so I was emotional they like rejected me and I was like okay fine no big deal this wasn't supposed to be I gave it I gave it a try but deep down going back to me not liking nose and being rejected I was like screw this there's got to be a way kind of just let it be moved on just cared about doing my own work and then a few months later Eddie asked me if I had Wanted to give it another shot, so I had to give another interview process. And I think that interview process was just me being who I naturally am, and maybe they thought I was a better fit at that point, who knows? Um, but
0: so he was like, We're still not, we still don't have someone, and do you want to repursue it?
1: I think they had people in between, I'm not, you know, like I don't know the intricacies of what happens between production, um, again, because I wasn't privy to those conversations, but. After they said no, something must have happened, and then they revisited the idea of having me on it.
0: I think a lot of people make that mistake. Like, when they go for reality TV, like, they try during the interview process, and then I just think it never works. Like, it's so obvious. Yeah. What were you trying to be the first time around that you thought they wanted you to be? Like, were you trying to be a bitch or, like, dramatic? No.
1: No, I think... I don't even remember, honestly. I just remember... I don't do well when people trap me so much and they want me to be a specific type of way because I get so nervous where I don't start to think. Um, So I think, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. And I know, I do know this. I know once the interview ended, I was like, I fucked that up. That was terrible. Like, I was like, that was awful. I don't even know who that person was. It was not Peggy, but whatever.
0: Well, then, like, the second time, right? Like, you're probably like, I don't give a fuck because, like, I didn't get this. It's like it wasn't yeah. going to ever happen. And now, like, who cares? Because, like, I've already not gotten it.
1: Right. And I think I, like, just broke up with a guy, like, the morning, like, 20 minutes before I had an interview. And, and like, you're like, I, it, I really whatever. don't care. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Like, I don't even care at this point. It is what it is.
0: Did you know, so, like, did you know, like, Michael, like, did you know the people, like, JD, like, in that office, or no, you didn't know any of them?
1: I knew Michael. I knew Michael because we did a little bit of, like, working together the year before. I never met JB. I met Jimmy briefly for five seconds at, like, an, an event, um, and I never met Noel.
0: And then did you have reservations with going forward with the show like you said like was that the reservation like I'm gonna put my life out there or was it just like if I could do half of what Ryan's done this is so worth it
1: it was a little bit of both you know I I think when you put yourself on reality TV show you're also kind of nervous to see how they put everything together and what parts they use and what parts they don't use and um I was nervous that you know Say what you want to say about me. Attack me. Do whatever you want about me, but don't start attacking the people that I love or care about. And I, I and they didn't sign up for it like I did. I didn't want my parents or my boyfriend or my family to just kind of also get sucked into it. And I think that was my biggest fear. Um, Fortunately, they didn't. Fortunately enough, the only person that really got sucked in—not really sucked in—was my boyfriend. Because sometimes people put nasty comments on on Instagram but I don't like, it's just haters. Um, but I think that was my biggest reservation, but I really wanted to use it as an additional platform for clients. Like the real sole reason why I did this and, and move forward with it was because if I can have a platform that reaches internationally, right. Um, that means those people, whatever country they're at, they're talking about the show, they're Googling my name, which means they're essentially Googling and looking at my listings. That now means that now my reach of just the United States or just New York and California and like the few the few states that I have like access to, just all those listings and all those clients now just reach the entire world. So I think it's great. Like I'm getting messages from Brazil, from Spain, from Paris, from like Cuba, like from Cuba. All you know? from being
0: on the show.
1: Yeah. And I think that's crazy. I think mean, that's great.
0: Do you, and, like you said, like your life changed August, whatever the date exactly was that you gave me, so like it really was like that, like you the show dropped and you woke up the next morning, and like what like your Instagram went insane
1: so the show aired at three o'clock in the morning, eastern standard Time um I woke up at three forty three naturally to My phone blowing up. My friends in the UK messaging me saying I'm watching you on TV. And just, I think the first three days, I went from like nine thousand followers to twenty two thousand in twenty four hours. And that was like thousands of DMs, thousands of comments, thousands of messages. And it was just, I literally woke up and I was a nobody on August twenty fifth. And August twenty sixth, my entire life just changed. You know, I. I went to I was at in Philadelphia the other day, grabbing brunch, and the waiter came up to me and he's like, "Are you Peggy?" Like, what? <laughs> you know, it just it's a whole it's a whole life changing experience.
0: I mean, Netflix has a huge. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, Netflix has a huge reach. It's everywhere.
1: Huge reach. Like, I didn't. I, I know, but. You don't realize it until it happens. I guess I don't realize it until it happens. Um, you know, my friends were telling me it's huge, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. But we were trending on the top ten for the for a week. We were trending in the top five, I think, for the first like five days, um, for all of Netflix. I think we were number one and number two for reality T V shows on Netflix for a week. Like we were trending really high on the on the on the ranks. So you it's are. just crazy it's just crazy to think that it's just crazy. I just, it still hasn't hit me sometimes.
0: Well, I mean, like you said, like it certainly is not bad for business, no matter, you know, unless you do something so egregious, like, I mean, how could it be a bad platform for business?
1: The way I look at it is that people are going to love you and people are going to hate you. There's going to be people that, want nothing to do with you because of the show and there's people that want everything to do with you because of the show and I learned that working with Ryan already like and that's that's what it is there's also going to be people that are not going to want to work with you forget about the show just because they don't want to work with you it's the same thing I just try to look at at the positives I've I've got clients because of the show I've I've got a lot of recognition I've I've received a lot of love I received a lot of things and it was only a season one, you know? So it's just, I'm just excited to see and just use this platform to my advantage and see what happens.
0: Did Ryan tell you that? And like, I don't know if you've seen this just from being on Million Dollar Beach House. Like, I don't know if it happens to Ryan, Steve, or any of them, or you, where, I mean, are there fake people now that are like, oh my God, it's Ryan Sarhan. So, you know, I'd like to meet him and look for an apartment and never really buy one, but just need to get my picture with Ryan or is it just my sick reality TV mind that thinks that that's the way that the world works?
1: No, it's a hundred percent the way the world works. Um,
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I, I I think so too.
1: And I think I was talking to some of the guys and I think they got hit with it a lot more than I did. I vet my, I vet my showings a little bit more. And I think that's because city brokers vet buyers more than I think Hampton's brokers do. Um, and I think because I've been doing this for so long, you could kind of tell right off the bat, um, like what they're really, what their true intentions are. And the ones that you're kind of not sure about, you obviously go with the flow and you follow the motions and see what happens at the end. But yeah, I've definitely had people call me and ask me questions and you could just, you could just tell them what they're, they're And if they want a picture with me, that's fine. I don't mind. Like (laughs) no problem. You're
0: like, just come into the office and- Ask me for a picture, save me like five <laughs> weeks of work. You can yeah. have the damn picture.
1: Also, with COVID now, because we do have restrictions where we have to fill out paperwork before we do any showings, I think that also weans out people that aren't necessarily serious because most people aren't going to go through the extent of, you know, filling out paperwork and signing paperwork just to do a showing, you know?
0: Totally. When you have
1: brokers reach out to me though like pretending that they have a client and I'm like you you really have a client
0: really yeah well I mean I would imagine like with this show and with million dollar listing New York like I don't know like is there that jealousy like amongst brokers of like I mean like look what it's done for Ryan's career like even Steve Gold I think it's elevated his career immensely yeah
1: I think, I think um, in general, humans are just generally jealous and are competitive. And I think it's just a competition, right? All brokers, every year we start with zero, like our our base salary is zero. So if, you know, if I could use this Netflix show as part of my pitch, but you can't, some people are going to like that, that they can, they're going to kind of, some sellers or buyers are going to like that. And then the other broker is going to just be like, that's not fair. Like, I can't necessarily compete with that. So you have to figure out a different angle of it.
0: When you were filming the show, did you have any moments of like, oh God, like, don't get that. Like, you know, you say like, and compare it to, well, I mean, I guess, yes. A hundred percent, yes.
1: You know, because it was season one and because I was the main character on the show, I didn't really know what the fourth. Wall was, or is that what it's called? Yeah,
0: um,
1: which is a lot of times you know, agreements or disagreements happen, and then we figure it out and move on, but we can't necessarily figure it out and move on without letting the audience know what happened. So, I think at a certain points it was just like, Oh, we're doing this again, like, we're someone else brought this up again, because a lot of times, you know. Noel and i would figure something out but jb wouldn't necessarily know that it was squashed and jb would ask us the question or or whoever it could possibly be and it would just bring it back up and it's like here we go again like we're doing this again um but as far as super embarrassing moments probably i don't know i can't remember what i had for dinner last night like <laughs>
0: I get it. Did you know, cause you say like that you're not a dramatic person, but that the show made you out to be like, when you were filming, could you tell like this, I'm getting this edit. Like I'm going to get a dramatic edit.
1: A hundred percent because they kept a hundred percent. And it's unfortunate because I, I think at one point, all of us were like enough is enough. I wish they focused more on our transactions. Like, I wish they focused. Yes, Noelle and I had an issue. Noelle and I squashed the issue last year. Noelle and I are friends. Um, But I wish they they focused more like that's drama. You need drama. But I also wish they focused more about like the hardships that I was going through and the reasons why maybe I was a bit more stressed is because I was trying to manage, you know, a New York City team and break into the Hamptons. And filming at the same time, and I wish they were they focused on like our transactions and like our personal lives a little bit more. um But we only had six episodes, and what they what they thought the best story was was that. So, what
0: about? Well, now are you friends with everyone? Like, do you talk to everyone, or it sounds like you talk to?
1: Noel? Yeah, <laughs> we've always. I mean, we we've we've, we've always been friendly and talked. you know, we're, we really are a dysfunctional family. And I think I say that because like no other agents other than us us five have had this experience, have had this ups and downs, the crazy roller coaster. So I think regardless of whether we love or hate each other at the end of the day, we have this common bond. Um, But we do generally all get along. Um, You know, I'm not best friends with them, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, like, I talked to Fulfree a lot um, just because I think I've known him the longest, too. But I reached out to Noelle the other day. Like, you know, I was like, hey, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. Like, it's like we're all, we're all family and friends.
0: What about <coughs> the fact that, like, after the show came out, and I never read it this way, but then there was, I don't know if you saw, like, this criticism online that, like, the show had, like, racist tendencies, that, like, you and Michael were coming at Noelle and, like, J.B., I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, that was a thing. Like, you had to have seen all that online.
1: Funny story. I didn't see that until I received, I don't, I'm on Twitter. I'm not active on Twitter. And I received, like, an email of a person messaging me on Twitter saying, Hi, Peggy. You know, I just want to say, I've been reading all this hateful messages about blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and she was, like, supporting, not supporting me, but, like, reaching out to, like, be like, it's okay. And I'm like, what? That's, that's how I found out about this. So then I found out and then my heart sank. I went into a little bit of like, I'd probably say a little bit of a depression for <laughs> like a few days. Um, it's unfortunate that that's how it was edited. Not, not sorry, not edited. It was unfortunate that's how people perceived it. I understand how people perceived it to be that way, especially during these times. We strictly had a work confrontation. It was strictly a work confrontation. We we squashed it. We're friendly after. Um, I can't, I can't like get mad at people for interpreting things in a certain type of way. Um, I think I was just really upset because it was strictly work. And if my actions offended anyone, I'm sorry. But it, it, like, it was strictly work. And Noel and I are very good friends. Like we're we're friendly like you know um and Michael Fulfree is such a funny guy I think he gets interpreted I think if you know him know him know him his 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 comments are just like funny like they're just fucking funny and he doesn't have any mean spirit or else spirit towards him it's just more of
0: I mean that's how I guys took guys. it yeah did you, so do you get, like, you mentioned, like, your boyfriend, like, so people give you hate on Instagram, I mean, everyone gets it, like, but they're reaching out, like, your boyfriend's not on the show.
1: No, he's not, and that's that's probably the reason why he's not on the show. (laughs) Um, no, they don't actually reach out to him, um, I think when I post, post photos of us, um, they make some, like, comments, which not really that much, um, I just, I delete those comments right away, because attack me, say what you want to say about me, just, don't don't even though he could handle it more than I can. It's just I guess like mama bear coming out, I'm not a mom. Um, <laughs> but I get a lot of hate. I used to get a lot of hate the first like two days. I get a lot of love too, and I think a lot of times people focus on the negative. I told myself before the show aired, I'm going to try to focus on the positive, And social media is made for haters and made for people made for people to bully and take you down, and try to focus on the positives as opposed to the negatives.
0: It's true. I don't understand it. But yes, our social media, Instagram culture, and Twitter has just become, I don't understand it personally. Like, in any, like, I would never in a billion years go on someone's page and just out of like, it's 12 o'clock. I don't know. I have an hour. Let me like leave some hate. <laughs> let, let me leave some hate mail first. I don't, I don't get it at all. It's so strange.
1: What's funny is that like people are getting mad at you for being rude to someone but you're doing the same thing to that person. And I think people often forget that although we're on a show, like we're still humans. Like we have feelings and we may come across as this tough person, but I read every single, like when it first came out, I read every single thing because I was just glued to it. And I was just obsessing over it. Cause again, first time my life changed. No idea this is going to happen. Um, and you know, no matter how tough your skin is, you see big time celebrities go through things when they get all this hate, like it's hurtful, but then you do get a lot of love. Like I received so much love and so many people were inspired by the show. And I received so many men and women coming to me and being like, you're a great role model for my daughter. Or like, I like, I've been through what you've been through working in a male-dominating industry, and, like, you inspire me to do X, Y, and Z, and those are the things that I focus on. Those are the things that I want to, like, push out to the world in positivity because we just need a little bit of more love in this world.
0: I think so. What do you think is, like, the biggest misconception of you from this show, from these six episodes that we have?
1: I think, honestly, it's the drama. I'm... When it comes to working... I literally go into the office, do my job, and go out, and I don't really have that much communication um, while I'm in the office because that's just how I operate. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really care that much about a lot of things. Um, and I think it was – I mean, I cared about certain things, and I was definitely heart hurt by certain things because I thought people were a different type of way. Um, but I think it's more in the drama, but again, that was last summer. it <laughs> Yeah. Last summer. And we're all, it's squash. We move on and we're, 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 friends. Like we've had dinner the other, like a few weeks ago together. Like,
0: if you were going to buy a house in the Hamptons, like who you could only use one, who would you hire? Noel, JB, Michael. myself. Well, you can't hey. hire yourself.
1: Oh. Then I would buy it myself. I can't pick between them.
0: Okay, what about... I can't. Okay, what about you're in New York City and Ryan is away, not available. Yourself is not available. You can choose Luis, Frederick, or Steve Gold to buy your New York house.
1: I would pick my team.
0: Well, I would (laughs) pick Steve Gold just because he's the hottest, but that's just me. (laughs) I
1: haven't actually... So this is it. Luis is really sweet. Very sweet and very friendly. Frederick, I actually haven't had a a professional interaction with him. I've seen him at events. Very, very nice guy. I swear like every time he somehow, no matter when I met him the first time or the hundredth time, he always remembers my name and he always gives me a compliment, which is great because who doesn't love a compliment? Steve Gold, I met him like a few times at some of Ryan's events, but I've never had a professional interaction with him, so I don't I don't really know. I would so based on that because I don't know Steve very well. Luis isn't really in the industry anymore, and Frederick, I've known him the longest, I guess, or known un- of him the longest, and he gives me the most compliments. I'd go with Frederick.
0: So there we go. That's that's a good answer.
1: <laughs> but I'm not picking between my boys.
0: Fine, you don't <laughs> have to another pick another war. <laughs> you don't have to pick between your boys. Um, well, I mean, obviously I feel, I mean, what do I know? But I feel like, you know, all reality shows are greenlit because of, well, just all TV is greenlit because some concept worked in the past. So to me, Million Dollar Beach House was greenlit 100% because of Selling Sunset, the extreme success that it's had. So do you watch Selling Sunset?
1: Do I watch it? Yeah, I watched the, the first season, and then I watched part of the second season – in the last like month or two during COVID.
0: Are you as obsessed with that as I am?
1: Obsessed is a very powerful word. I think they're great. And I like, I want their closets. Um, <laughs> but no, they're, I'm not obsessed. I'm not obsessed with any, really sh- any show because I don't really have that much time. It's a great show. And, you know, I think maybe one day, hopefully we could cross, cross breed a little bit. You know, maybe we, they could show me some of their properties and I could show them some mine once we could start flying and things like that again.
0: Do people make that natural comparison all the time? About what? Just mentioning selling sun. (laughs) No, mentioning selling sunset just because you guys are like, you know, the East Coast version.
1: A hundred percent. They always make that assumption and comparison. And, you know, I think... That's warranted. We're the East Coast version, just like people compare LA to New York and all that stuff. Um, But it's a great show. And they're great. From what I know on the show, they're all great girls. And I wish them all the best.
0: Have you ever had anyone from there like reach out to you?
1: I have not. But one of the ladies on the show, we do have a mutual, I'm sure more, but we have one mutual client together, which was funny, because I saw her name in like an email chain
0: and I was like hey, a second um but that's funny so yeah. being like in new york city and especially the hamptons like i would imagine like you meet you know plenty of celebrities or like do you ever get starstruck are you the type
1: no um and i think it's cuz half the time i don't really recognize them i'm really bad with that type of stuff um but i also think that being working in new york city you bump into celebrities all the time that it's it's kind of natural. I literally was on the street one day and bumped into Taylor Swift a few years ago and I, I didn't even realize it was her until I looked back and I saw all paparazzi everywhere. So it's just, and plus there's still people, you know?
0: You just walked by Taylor Swift and just said hi or just looked at her and didn't even know it was her?
1: I'm going to get a lot of hate for that one. Listen, again, I'm, on a, I'm focused on like going to my showing appointment and that's all I really care about.
0: No, I mean, it's, I just wanted to make sure I understood, you know, it's hard in New York sometimes, like, when you're in your mode, not expecting to see someone.
1: Yeah, and, like, you know, I'm, like, she probably didn't, like, it's not the Taylor Swift when she's, like, in these music videos, she's still a human being, you know, so it's just, it's just different, you also don't expect to bump into X, Y, and Z, you're just kind of walking and doing your daily routine.
0: And then what, you walked, like, two more feet, and you heard all this screaming behind you, and you turned around?
1: We bumped shoulders, and I was like, "Oh, sorry." And then I looked down, and I heard like, "I don't know." I just saw like saw commotion, and I looked, I turned around, and I was like, "Oh,
0: that was it." Did you ever have you ever had like a celebrity client where you were just like, "This person's a big deal"?
1: I have. um, I can't mention who because I signed NDs, um, but I've also shown celebrity clients my listings. And some of them, like, had to fill out these crazy paperwork, and I wasn't allowed to – I actually declined one showing per owner's request because I physically wasn't allowed to be in the unit. I had to stand outside while that person was in with their assistant, like, touring the home. And I'm like, I – I have to physically be in the home with you. I don't care if I'm in the corner of the room. I just have to physically be in there with you. Um, so the owner actually declined. And this is a big time. This, this guy was, I didn't want to say guy, but this person was pretty big.
0: And you don't want to tell us who it is?
1: No, I've signed a lot of paperwork.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's also, that is strange. Like, I wouldn't want someone in my home, like, unsupervised either.
1: No, I don't care who you are. I mean, it's just more of, that's just weird. Why is it, why can't someone be in there? It's just odd.
0: What's your favorite part of New York City and the Hamptons? Like, just your favorite area.
1: Um, favorite area in the Hamptons is Sag Harbor.
0: I, um, 100%, I'm, I would agree.
1: And I hate saying that, because I feel like the more I see it up, the more people want to go there, and it's just going to, not be my favorite part anymore. What do you Um, like about
0: why is Sag Harbor your favorite?
1: I love like the little village. I love that it's by the water on the boats. I also love that there's, you know, there's no Starbucks there. There's no big brand names there and that's because every store there is just a whole mom and pop. There's no franchises. It's just, it's just a quaint, beautiful town um, right on the water and I'm a water baby and it's really really I think it's it's the cutest
0: town of them all.
1: I agree. Personally. I, I agree. I mean, I think it's understated a little bit. I think more and more people recently are becoming more in love with it and becoming more attuned to it. I think Southampton was definitely the big one for a while um, because it's also closest to the city. But I love SAG.
0: Me too. What, I, I looked at those condos. They are not the watch clock towers, the other ones. The one with like the pool on the roof?
1: The roof, yeah. Well, I
0: i forgot it's the name west of it. water
1: i i fell in love with one condo there and a colleague of mine and nest seekers is at that time was listing it for rent and now it may be for sale i don't remember but i wanted to live in there for so bad i love it it's Same so here. beautiful
0: it's like it's convenient what about in the city what's your favorite area
1: Probably say the like the West Village, Greenwich Village area.
0: We're totally aligned. I would yeah, say West Village. I,
1: yeah, I just think it's it's just it's true New York City. It's you know you have amazing restaurants, but I love like the like the smaller restaurants that are just more quaint. It's not too too touristy. It's it's just it's just beautiful.
0: Do you like cleaner? Would, would you ever like? would you ever not split your time? Like if you had to choose, like would you just ever be in the Hamptons full time, New York, or you're just true. Like I need to split my time between these two. I
1: never like to say never. Um, Who knows what's going to happen when I have a family and just, you know, eventually it's going to be more difficult for me to go back and forth to both places. Um, And I think it would be more of I think once I get better tuned with having a team and having being able to Hamptons handle their stuff and city handle their stuff, I think I would be more doing okay. Like I live in one area primarily, but I'll spend two days a week in the other area, and then in the summertime, in the summertime, I'll probably always be in the Hamptons just because it's it's just always busy. And then I'll spend you know the majority of time in the Hamptons, but then at least twice a week I'd go to the city, and if needed more, I would go to the city depending on case by case.
0: That makes sense. So it's hard to say. I'm also a
1: micromanager. So
0: so you might just, well, I mean, eventually you're not probably going to want to drive from Pennsylvania to New York to the Hamptons all within one day.
1: Oh, no. Well, no, definitely not
0: Pennsylvania. I mean, that's what people don't realize. They're not from the New York area. They're like, the Hamptons, Long Island, it's not close people. I mean, it's not impossible to get to, but it's not as close as people think it is
1: it is not close I literally last year while I was filming I literally had to film one day and then I had to do I had to it was a really important client that I had to go to their closing because there was a lot of just difficulties there was just a lot of complications I flew from the Hamptons after filming to New York City for literally a 35 minute like closing and then I had to fly back because I had to do- film again. Like, it was just insane. I Like, I wish they caught that, you know? I wish they were able to catch that on, on, on.
0: Well, hopefully it was a good commission check to cover that flying.
1: I mean, it was good. It wasn't as good as you probably think, but the client was very important and special to me, so I, it was one of those things that I did.
0: Do you, because you mentioned you don't really have time to watch TV, like, do you watch, like, The Housewives? Do you get into any of that?
1: I do. I'm definitely a housewife, um, fan. Um, I, and yeah, I do no a housewife fan for sure. I think I put it on background music or background noise a lot. It's just my guilty pleasure where I just turn off a little bit. i definitely a fan.
0: Do you run it? Cause like Luann has a house in Sag Harbor right there. Like yes. Bethany's in bridge Ramona's in South. Like, do you run into that them out there all the time or now? Not really go to La Beth- and see them all
1: i've seen bethany a few times i don't know bethany personally i love bethany i feel like, i just feel like i can relate to her so much um so i i see her a lot i also see her a lot because she drives the, the cute red bronco um i think it's a bronco i've seen ramona a lot um at restaurants at Tudos. a lot um she's often there but i haven't seen luann i don't think
0: Do you run into them more in the Hamptons or more in New York City? Like, I don't know where you live in New York.
1: Um, The Hamptons. Hamptons is also a lot smaller than New York City in a sense that... Like, also, you know, I could be driving, I could see Bethany's car, you know, because there's there's one road, really, that one main road, more than one, but, you know. Um, Or, like, if they're... Depending on the village that you're in, there's not that many places that you could really go to, so...
0: Is that the main Housewives you like? New York, or like, do you watch them all?
1: Oh, I watch them all. I'm, I, I'm, I i i do not think I can't believe I'm admitting to this. Definitely watch them all.
0: There's nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of watching Housewives and like criminal mind shows, like criminal shows.
0: Do you have like crime shows? Other than Bethany, like, do you have like who's your favorite? Who are your favorite Housewives?
1: Bethany is my favorite. I just love her. I can relate to her so much on so many different levels. Um, I love Erica on-
0: Beverly Hills. Beverly
1: Hills, right? I I just think she's very poised and she, I respect her. I just, I love how she handles things. I wish I could rock her outfits. I just respect her a lot. Um, Who else is there?
0: erica's a good one i mean erica's no yes. nonsense i mean i love that and i i kind of relate to bethany from like a work point of view too i get it yeah.
1: see how like bethany's not dram- dramatic and she's not but she that's i feel like that's my inner spirit animal like i can relate to her so much um and i think a lot of women can and, and that's probably why she's one of my favorite she's definitely my favorite but I do like Erica, how she's just no-nonsense. She just knows her stuff. And I feel like people kind of underestimate her a little bit. Um, and I love Dorit's fashion.
0: Beyond. Beyond. Yeah.
1: Like, I, yeah. I also don't wear much makeup. And, like, I look at them and I'm like, how do you do this every single day? Like, I admire you for doing that.
0: Well, especially, like, Beverly Hills. Like, they come down to, like, breakfast in, like, Gucci loafers, like a Balmain sweater, like full makeup, like Prada sweat, like I'm just like you, you are not just going down to breakfast like this when there's no cameras in your house. I maybe they are, but I I don't believe it.
1: Right. So I'm I wear a baseball cap a lot, and I wear sweatshirts, especially if I'm going to like grab coffee in the morning. And now I'm like, oh, like what if people recognize me like they're gonna be like oh that girl is busted
0: (laughs) do you get recognized more in new york or in the hamptons or like when you're in places like pennsylvania and just traveling into smaller towns
1: i've gotten recognized more in pennsylvania way more in pennsylvania um hampton's number two and then the city is probably the third you know i don't really move around a lot in the city when i'm in the city um because I'm still a little bit nervous with COVID and everything. So I don't really get recognized that much there. People don't really see me that much. I'm in and out.
0: That makes sense. What about season two? We don't know yet, right?
1: We don't know yet.
0: We're hopeful.
1: And even if we did know, I couldn't tell you.
0: I know you're hopeful though, (laughs) obviously. I mean, everyone wants there to be a season two.
1: Yeah. A lot of fans want a season two. So, you know, I still get questions and I hate, I feel bad saying that I can't answer, but I can't.
0: Do you, I mean, with all these properties, like where are you more starstruck from the just real estate port? I mean, that's why I love all these shows, Selling Sunset, Million Dollar Sting. Like, yes, I'm here for all the drama. I'm a reality TV junkie, but like the real estate porn is just, you never, and to me, it's like, so I love LA, I love the Hamptons and I love New York. So, but like, do you, are you more wowed in the Hamptons just from your job or in New York or is it equal? Like when you see, and do you even, or are you just so, have you seen so many unbelievable properties that you're just jaded and you, you don't get excited?
1: I think I'm a pretty jaded person in general um I don't join get excited jo- join the club I don't get ex- yeah I don't get excited very often and you know it's funny my boyfriend makes fun of me because that. he's like you're just very blah I'm like I just don't get excited but I think I get more excited about Hampton's homes and I say this because they're just larger but each one is so different like I did a tour the other day because I have a client on the west coast and he obviously can't be here so I did a video into this fairy tale home that just made me feel like I was a princess in a fairy tale. and it's just things like that make me excited, you know, but the views in the city obviously are always like give you an enjoy, like butterflies in your stomach. But I think the different types of homes and the layouts and the backyards and what you could do, I mean, you're talking about like three acres or two acres of property versus, you know, let's say 10,000 square feet, and that's a large, large home in the city or 5,000 square feet. New York City homes are beautiful and amazing and the views are phenomenal. It's just a different type of beast. It's like apples and oranges.
0: Are you ever just amazed at like just how much fucking money some people have?
1: Yes, I'm like, what what did I do wrong in my life that I can't afford? like a $50 million home. like?
0: If you figure that out, let me know. Cause I would like to know I'll as well.
1: <laughs> but like, you know. look
0: at some of these, how it's just like, you're like, nobody cares about 10, 20, like people have so much money. It's crazy.
1: It's, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine who's a mortgage broker and another friend of mine is looking, our client of mine is looking to maybe pay all cash, maybe finance, who knows. And you know, private mortgage brokers on smaller companies really only loan out three to four, like max, at three, four million. Sometimes there's an exception. And I was talking to my friend. I was like, I don't understand. Three, four million—it's not that much. He's like, Peggy, you are desensitized to reality. Mo- three, a three million dollar mortgage is a lot of money. And I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of haters. I'm sure people are going to start like attacking me on Instagram and Twitter, but. It's the world that I live in, not the world that I'm kind of forward, it's just the world that I live in. And it's just, it's crazy because I don't, I don't realize sometimes that where people are in their lives as far as like finances go. And sometimes I'm like, how did you, how can you afford this $20 million home and you're like 27? Like, how is this possible?
0: Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to like bring up that we didn't discuss here today? I'd like to let people... Discuss whatever they would like that I didn't bring up. Um, Love Million Dollar Beach House.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. Um, It's six episodes, like 20 minutes each. So it's not that long or a half hour each. Um, And just keep a lookout, I guess. Follow me on Instagram, Peggy double underscore Z. Keep a lookout because I feel like there's going to be some big things happening um, with my team. I'm branching out a lot to... You know, connect the dots of the Hamptons in New York City. So I've expanded to all of Long Island now. Um, so just keep a lookout. And that's and so, yeah. Go on, sorry. Well, I was gonna
0: say it. If someone needs a broker in New York or the Hamptons,
1: I got you. Me or my team have you. Um, and I know a lot of people. Like I still very, I still have a personal touch with everyone that I work with, even if it's a referral. I. I even if i pass you along or put a colleague or another broker on i'm very hands-on um and that's because i believe in quality over quantity um but yes if you need a broker in new york or even anywhere in california in florida wherever you are um nest seekers has so many uh, so many storefronts all over the states um and we're also international we started breaching out in London and we have a lot of, we have a major team out in London in the UK that I, I've mentored a few times before and I'm going to continue kind of teaching them a little bit. So anyone out there, we, Nest Seekers has you.
0: I didn't even know you guys were in London as well.
1: Yeah, we are. We are um, trying to break the mold a little bit out there and trying to bring the New York model and the States model into the UK. Um, so definitely look out for us out there.
0: I love it. And again, Million Dollar Beach House, so enjoyable, such a good show. It's like everyone needs to check it out if they haven't already. I mean, it's the houses and like, literally the properties they featured in the Hamptons were gorgeous. And, you know, we have some drama. So.
1: stunning. You need a little bit of drama. You have a little bit of fun. You have a little bit of a lot of like real estate porn. Um, and just go out and watch it and let me know what you think. I respond to my DMs you're nice. I'm <laughs> just
0: kidding. Right. If, if you send me a good DM, uh, well, I will definitely DM you. We will keep in touch.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me. It was fun chatting.
0: Don't work too hard.
1: Always. Girls got girl's to gotta buy that $30 million house. <laughs> Tell me
0: about it. Peggy, thank you so much. And keep in touch for real. I, I will send you a DM. Definitely.
1: 100%. Yes. It was so nice talking to you.
0: Nice talking to you. Talk to you later.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.